This is important information. Ready, set, and begin. Who better to talk about the MLS in the Twin Cities than the head coach of your hometown United? All incredible things to look forward to. Now, courtesy of Heineken, this is the Adrian Heath Show. Quintero with a Minnesota goal! The Adrian Heath Show. Oh, what a save by Shuttleworth! Oh, my! Hosted by former player and now Loon sideline reporter Jamie Watson. Check this out! Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Adrian Heath Show. I'm your host, Jamie Watson, joined in studio by the man himself, head coach of your Minnesota United Loons, Adrian Heath. Adrian, how are you tonight? Good. Uh, it's always nice coming in the back of a win, you know that, and a bit of weather, nice bit of weather, bit of sun, so it's uh, it's been a it's been a, a good couple of days in the Heath household. Absolutely. We're right in the midst of the reason why we all live here in Minnesota. These are the three months that continue to carry us through the winters. We're right in the thick of it. And speaking of right in the thick of great weather, we are right in the thick of a big show, of a big week, a big stretch of games for Minnesota United. Tons to talk about tonight. We've got two games to recap. We've got two new players. We touched on briefly the signings last week. One of them is here, Romario Barra, in person. We've gotten to see him now a couple times. We'll talk to you about him later on the show. The World Cup is wrapped up. The greatest month every four years is gone. It's in the rearview mirror, and it did not disappoint. We'll kind of put a bow on that for the entire month that was in Russia. And then we'll preview another two games. What's what is so much fun having two games last week? Let's have two more games in this week. So tons to talk about this week, Adrian. We also have a four-pack of tic- tickets to give away later, too. So with that, let's start where we've left off. Tuesday night, we were building into a match against Saprisa, where yep. uh, from Costa Rica, they are the, the Giants, 34-time champions. Uh, you got a chance to run out a team of players that hadn't gotten a lot of minutes so far. What yep. did you see? What did you take away from the game? Although it was a 2-1 loss, do you feel that there were a few wins in there for you and your staff? No, more than a few. You know, the fact that we managed to get probably six or seven players who've played no football of late, a good 90 minutes against a good opposition, and they came through it you know, relatively well. They were tired at the end, but, you know, it, it showed that the, the Monday to Friday conditioning we've been trying to get into these players has been paying off. thought there were some really good performances. It was good to get Maxi, H, Manley, Martin, Poi, you know, 90 minutes, a really good goal from Franz Pangop, you know, great individual, little bit of play and a good goal. And overall, I was delighted with their attitude. Because it, uh, it's never easy, you know that, when, you, when you've when you not been playing and you want to impress, you want to try and force the issue. But I thought there was a lot of really good performances and it, it was exactly what we needed for a lot of the players. Minnesota United ran a lineup that started with the following. Matt Lampson in goal, Carter Manley, Wyatt Omsberg, Francisco Calvo got the start against his former team, Bertrand Awundi, uh, Eric Miller, Harrison Heath, Colin Martin, Maximiano, Franz Payne got Mason Toy. That was your starting 11. We got cameo appearances from Christian Ramirez, Colin Warner late on. Alexi Gomez came on along with Miguel Abar right around the hour mark. You talked about the goal from Franz paying up. Good little finish. Mason Toy with a good little flick. Uh, what did you and your staff, when you looked back at it collectively, who really impressed, who really helped their stock based on that game? Well, <laughs> We're not going to see something in a game that we haven't seen at some stage working with them every single day. Sure. So what we wanted to see, it's like, for me, when I work with young players, we, we look at Mason Toy. 
has all the physical tools to be very, very good. Six three, incredibly quick, can jump through the ceiling, got lovely feet, can finish. All all Mason needs to do now is know when and where to run. And that sounds very easy. But you know I've worked with you. The repetition of doing it, of being in the right spot at the right time is so important. And if this we can get that penny to drop for Mason, then we feel as though we've got a really, really good talent on our hands. Now, we can put that on in training every single day. Does he take that on? Does he bring it to it? Does he bring it to the game? That's the the secret of this. This is what it's for. That's what Monday to Friday is, for us to put things in people's mind. But more importantly, can they take it in and actually produce it and start to deliver it at the right time, at the appropriate time? And there was little bits, little shoots in the for Mason, for us, that we went, okay, that's little bits we've been working on and it's starting to, the penny's starting to drop. And so little things like that. And, and you know, even with the midfield three, you know, with Maxi, with H and Colin Martin. Can we get them to play with each other a little bit better in the middle of the park, combine with each other? Those little signs of that. So there was some good stuff. And we, as a staff, we were pleased with the, the run out. And it, perfect timing for the, for the guys to get 90 minutes under the belt because that was before we got this run of games coming. And we know there's a lot of games coming up now. We've got quite a lot of players on four cards. So, you know, suspensions around the corner for one or two people. So it's been a really important game for one or two. Yeah, that was a, that was a really beneficial game uh, amongst the midst of this kind of cluttered schedule that is the summer in MLS. You talked about some good players, uh, some players having a good performance, Mason Torrey, Maximiano. Uh, you got those guys then involved on Saturday as you played host to Real Salt Lake, Western Conference matchup. A big matchup because Real Salt Lake at the time set 10 points higher in this table with one game in hand. Now you stay level on games. With the win, you stay yeah. only, you're now seven points behind, still with the game in hand. But before we go anywhere else, um, you and I, are we good? Because I wasn't sure. Had we not talked until today, last time we had spoke, well, here's what it sounded like. Adrian, an exciting second half, maybe too exciting towards the end there. Give us your thoughts on that. Absolutely ridiculous. The game's won at 3-0, and we consistently try and get the opposition in the game. It's ridiculous. What do you do this week to work on that? I know it's been time. What I will be doing. I ain't putting up with that. The game should have been finished. Should have been 3-0, and we have to put up with that nonsense at the end. Thank you. The best part was you said thank you at the end of all that. <laughs> that was. Are you getting sensitive in your old age? Pure emotion. I was wondering if you were mad at me if I had asked a bad question. I'm only 18 months into this broadcasting thing, uh, and getting, I was deer in the headlights. <laughs> you're getting too sensitive. <laughs> all right, so so we're good. Yeah. Are you good? You talk to us. I I, I know playing. For you, for four, five, six years, whatever it was, uh-huh. I I had been on the receiving end of plenty of talks like that in the locker room. While I was trying to do the post game show, I heard you giving a very similar talk to the rest of the team. Why were you so upset on the back of a three two win with Real Salt Lake? This is the Adrian Heath show. This is why we have the show on fifteen hundred ESPN. Is for you to give us this longer platform to explain what did you mean within that short 30-second but very impactful 30-second interview with me? Well, I think the most important thing is that 
at the end of the day, you know what I'm like. The players know what I'm like. I will say it as I see it. I don't sugarcoat it. I, if somebody needs to be told that they're not playing well or they aren't doing what is expected of them or we don't feel we, they, they are producing what their potential is, then I think it's my job to let people know. Now, we have done this too often this year. And like, you know, when you do it against Toronto, we did it in Colorado and we got beat 3-2. You're talking about conceding late goals. Yes. So we concede two late goals, 4-1 up, game's over against Toronto. Well, why don't we take a foot off the pedal a little bit and everybody retreat, you know, an extra 10, 15 yards closer to our goal? Why don't all the midfield guys who are in front of the back three have been pressing all night? Why don't you start to drop off and allow people to pick a pass? Why don't the front guys who've been getting hold of it all night start to flick it and show everybody how good they are? And you you accumulate all that together? It's a recipe for disaster because all of a sudden, everything that's got you for 75 minutes to be 3-0 up, doing everything we've asked of you, completely goes out the water. We had two one-on-ones with our goalkeeper, Bobby Shuttleworth, within 90 seconds of going three up. The previous 75 minutes, they've been nowhere near Bobby's goal. But because now it's oh, it's, it's all over, it's 3-0, we've won the game. But all due respect, and I say this politely to our group, there ain't many teams in MLS, and we're not one of them yet, who can play at 75% and expect to win games or expect to keep clean sheets. And in the end, glad their centre-back had a free header from six yards out to actually tie the game. Now, you watch the game. For us not to have taken three points would have been an absolute disgrace. Oh, it would have been one of the biggest letdowns of a game I'd seen that in a while. Have, it felt like a defeat to me, personally, on the day. Now, the next morning when you wake up, you start to look at a lot of the good things. You're watching the film again and the tape, and you go, actually, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. But all the things, the anger that I had after the game for the last 15 minutes, I'm still angry about them 15 minutes now. Because if we do the same again tomorrow night against the opposition tomorrow night, chances are the same thing will happen. Adrian Heath recapping the win against Real Salt Lake and why he was so fired up after the game. Minnesota United goes up early, 51st, not early, early in the second half, excuse me, 51st minute through Ibsen. Uh, 62nd minute, Darwin Quintero with another audacious chip. Maybe one of these goalkeepers in this league will catch on soon enough that the guy's pretty good at that. Yeah, might want to stand like might want to tie yourself. You flashed that Don Quintero was pretty good at chipping He's goalkeepers. Pretty good at soccer as well. Miguel Abar gets on the score sheet, makes three zero as you mentioned in the sixty eighth minute, and then Joao Plata gets on the board in the seventy seventh minute again at the eighty fifth minute. Minnesota United holds on to get a big win. Now, amongst all of that, you felt there was a little bit more kind of recapping the game. What did, what else did you think taken away from that game as you not only just look at that final fifteen minutes, but maybe just Collectively, what you, what's still on your mind from that? Well, I think if you look at the if you look at the change in system, you know we've gone from four four two three one to you know three five two five three two, whichever way you want to dress it up. We actually now are starting to look really good with the ball in certain areas of the field. Our, our combination play in the middle of the park, accompanied by Darwin Cantero joining in to make four against three or three against two in there. Has been really, really good the last few games. I want to talk about that more. So let's. We're up against a break. Yeah. I want to talk about that because I thought that was some of the best play uh, as far as just a football perspective uh, to get out of problems when you know Real Salt Lake presented them during the game. Um, so I want to talk a little bit more about that. I also want to talk about the other big news. 
you weren't the other co- you weren't the only coach in that matchup that was a little bit heated after the game. Yeah, Mike heated <laughs> after and during the game. Let's talk about that when we come back. He's Adrian Heath. I'm Jamie Watson. This is the Adrian Heath Show on 1500 ESPN. Welcome back to the Adrian Heath Show here on 1500 ESPN, presented by Heineken. Adrian, you might recognize the guitar rift, mm-hmm. but do you know this song? It's, um, I know, before I go any further, by the way, huh. nothing more than bullying last week from you, Brad, and Manny. <laughs> Don't be great. I got the answer. Drift away. I've not forgotten. Trying to get, a, you know, something that's been done 55 times. I went with the original, by the way. Are we going on cover versions now? That's what that's what we come down to. It was it was Uncle Cracker drift away. I'm sorry, I don't make the rules here, Adrian. And I think what you're doing is deflecting because I don't think you know this song. This is the Raspberries, by the way. I know that for a fact. <laughs> you're halfway there, yeah, just like you were with Drift Away. Can yeah, you get the right? I don't can know. you get the right name of the song? Go going all the way. Go all no, the way. No, we can't. <laughs> we got it. Unbelievable. We got it. You know what you do? You stall. That was a stall tactic. <laughs> To get to the chorus, and then you heard go all the way. But, I don't, oh, okay, let's just say the chorus. Hey, Manny, name. when we started this little bit of intro stuff, there was none of this, how long you're going to have to last, how, you know, are you going to hear the chorus? I didn't realize we were up against the clock as well. Yeah, well, if you play the full song, <laughs> we got to pay for it. So we got <laughs> to get in, we got to get out. <laughs> so, by the way, Dobie Gray, that's at least a point. <laughs> at least a point, right. Look at you negotiating for points yeah. from weeks past. Unbelievable. All right, one for one tonight. Adrian Heath, welcome back to the show here, as we always do. Guessing that tune. Yeah. Oh, one for one. All right. Where we are, though, when we left off from the break, we're in the midst of breaking down Minnesota United. You didn't just get one point from that game. You got three points against RSL, and it was a really big three points. Western Conference rival, big match at home, starting three games in eight days. But we were talking about some individual performances, and you seemed to think that there was one player in particular that was kind of stood above the rest from a workmanlike perspective. Well, I, I think if you look at the sort of contribution in Miguel Ibarra the last few weeks, it's been nothing more than outstanding. There's no other word to describe it because, hey, out of the team earlier on, um, people talking about, oh, is he going to be staying? Is he going to... And at the end of the day, I, you, you've heard me say this a million times, Jimmy. I, I say, I only pick the team. The players drop themselves. It's a great line. How many times have you heard me say it to you? Too many times. Way more times. You should have been saying it to other people who weren't no, playing as well. But the, but as a coach, that that's the, the harsh reality of it. You pick a team. You play well. You keep your place for next game. The best thing I can say about Miggy is there's no thought of leaving him out the, the way that he's playing at this moment. And I ex- the goal that he got, he started off 10 yards outside of our box and ended up putting it in the back of the net, nearly at the penalty spot in their box, which is incredible, great finish. But you know what the biggest, most pleasing aspect of the game was for me? When he blocked a shot in the first half, jumped back up, charged the ball down again, blocked the second charge, and then two seconds later is on the halfway line running with the ball. Now that's a commitment that I don't think many people have seen from Miguel before. Now that's somebody who's playing at their maximum, looks like he's enjoying his football, but hey, being all in. And that type of performance can have an effect on his teammates. Because what happens is sometimes it's not all about the guy who screams and shouts. You can lead by example, by what you do, your actions on the field. I thought he was outstanding at the weekend. I really did. Yeah, he's he's been he's been exceptional transformation this season. Five goals, five assists already. But as you said, biggest compliment is when he becomes a player that you put his name on the team sheet each week 
first on it, and then you just move on to the next position. And I think he's actually, correct me if I'm wrong, but a player of his ability, a player of his, with his engine, with his stamina, his speed, his smarts, and, and coming into good form like this, maybe he's a big reason that the three-five-two formation is even feasible? A little bit, yeah, because we, you know, at home, at home he gets forward and, you know, when teams are a little bit more uh, apprehensive, shall we say, not as outgoing, not as forthcoming on the road, I think he's, you know, he's been a big, big plus for us, but... Uh, you know, I I couldn't be happier with the way he's playing at this moment in time. Well, fortunately for Minnesota United, another home game tomorrow night against the New England Revolution, and then another one Sunday, 6 p.m. kickoff for that against LAFC. Now, one big moment as we talk to Adrian Heath and the Adrian Heath Show, presented by Heineken, recapping the match against Real Salt Lake this past weekend. Another big moment happened both during the game and just after the game. The opposing coach, Mike Pecky, one of the most outspoken, outgoing coaches, uh, seemed to be well-liked by all players, both on his team, other teams, well-respected amongst other coaches. He was not pleased that video review was not used on the first goal. I had it taken the game that I didn't think it was a foul. Looking back on it, quickly, your no, thoughts? No, no, I think when, when Darwin Quintero's knocking somebody who's six foot three over, I think... Justin Glad should have a little look at himself rather than the rules. He's a good player, good, strong player. I think he went down a little too easy. I think that's uh, that's not a foul. I think it's the correct call. Uh, referee Alan Kelly gets that right. But then as the players are waiting to see if, and the coaching staff obviously is waiting to see if it goes to video review, when the decision is made to not go to review, Mike Becky loses it saying everything under the sun, but then ultimately kicks out at the bench. And I think that's the decision that, that had him go to the locker room, kicked out of the match. But you guys had a moment as you were walking up the field where you kind of grabbed him and, and spoke with him. Now, I'll leave this up to you. Do you want to share with us what you had said to Mike in that moment? Yeah, no no worries. I just said to him, listen, leave it. I said, you ain't winning this one now. It's gone too far. You've already had... You're not winning off. the argument, not the game, no. not at 1-0. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, because... I've been doing this a long time. I've never seen the referee go, oh, by the way, Mike, I've made a mistake. Come back on, all's forgiven. Everything you just said to me. Yeah. Let's water under the bridge. Kicking that, <laughs> kicking that bench over. I don't, I've forgotten about that. Come back in. And, and when you're in that situation, you're this far away from saying or do something that you're really, really going to regret. And I just said to him, listen, just take it for what it is. I said, you, you know what they like. You, people make mistakes. Don't make any more. Because ultimately, I know through... Experience, it's going to cost his bank balance. Well, <laughs> yeah. well, funny you say that because your pep talk seemed to work for about 45 minutes until the game ended and, and the said, press conference started. I don't care whether they drain my bank, I don't give a bleep <laughs> any little. Yeah. So One of the best rants of all time yeah. in Major League Soccer. So, yeah, I think he's, he's he, going to, he is going to get his bank balance drained. You know the funny thing to it? And I, and I ask you this because I want to hear what, you, what your thoughts on what, the, what you might foresee the potential fine and suspension being um, as it's not been formally announced yet for Major League Soccer. The funny thing was that I don't know if people know about that. During the postgame show for Real Salt Lake, Mike Pecky actually did an interview. And the interview finished. And then he realized, I didn't get enough. I want to come back on air. And he came back on for that rant. I'd forgotten so, one bit of ranting so, here, yeah. <laughs> so the two and a half, two, two minutes and 45 seconds, that was a rant on everything. 
he had forgotten. He had almost gotten away with it. Yeah. It was almost as if that good Adrian little angel was on his shoulder. Yeah. And then as soon as the interview ended and he realized he didn't get all that he said that he wanted yeah. out, said and done on air, the bad angel said, no, Mike, you should go again and go for a second round. <laughs> Having been through this numerous occasions, I'm sure that Mrs. Petke on Sunday... She will see a different side of this, by the way. <laughs> Don't trade her bank account. Because if, if it's anything like Mrs. Heath, Mrs. Becky ain't going to be too happy when he's going to have to give four figures up to the league next week. You think? What do you think the final be? I, it, you I, think four? See, be, I think five. Yeah, it'll be so many thousand bucks. And well, make, that's that narrows it down. Yeah, I don't know. It's but he's going to get fined. Oh, yeah. Don't make no mistake. And more importantly, hopefully for him, he, he doesn't get sort of a two or three game ban from the sideline. Right. Which would, the way that he is, would probably affect him more than giving him five grand or whatever. I, you know, because I know that's part of the, the the day, part of the game that you enjoy as much as anything as the coach because you, you actually feel as though you're involved. Sitting in the stand, I've done that one. I've been there and done that with the MLS. That one hurts worse. That one hurts worse, yeah. Well, tell does. us, you said Mrs. Heath gets mad when you get a fine. What? <laughs> so I imagine you probably are one of the first people to find out what your fine is. What yeah. is that conversation like when when you're all done with you know the owners and the sporting group and everything? You got to go home and say, Mrs. Heath. Um, well, it's one of them, and it's when if every month they're going through the the account and go, "What's this? Four thousand dollars MLS." <laughs> um, oh yeah, I forgot to tell you yeah, that. I forgot one. to yeah, mention. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes. So then you get the same pep cut. Talk that Mike Pepke got off me. They never changed the decision. Why are you doing this? So that was Mrs. Heath speaking through you to Mike Pepke as he was heading off the field Saturday night. And and I'm I'm presuming he got the same same, uh, pep talk of Mrs. Pepke as I get. Of Mrs. Heath, yeah, you need those you need those women in your life to keep you grounded, don't you? <laughs> Is that what yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. All right. So, so one last thing before we get up to break, we had a new addition come in. We talked about the signings of two new players before last yep. week's show. Uh, one that was signed on the day of last week's show that we had at Brits. By the way, Brits was a great host for us. We appreciate everything there. Uh, but Romario Barra is now here. Yep. What have you seen from Romario in person the last couple of days uh, that's got you excited uh, well, going forward? Didn't do a lot yesterday for obvious reasons. Just got off the plane and I think he finished his first part of his medical at, at like 11 on, what day would that be? Monday. And then Tuesday, no, that would have been Sunday. Sunday. So Monday we get him for a little bit and then today, obviously it's the day before the game. We've, 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 we, we know what we know. He's, he's going to be very, very quick, very dynamic. Um, we have to decide wh- whether we get him involved at some stage tomorrow. He certainly won't play, but he might be on the bench. Or do we feel as though an extra day's full work tomorrow and on Thursday is more beneficial to him than maybe coming on for 10 minutes on Wednesday night? Because that's the sort of time he would play. 10, 15, maybe 20, 20 minutes max. So we'll make a decision on that tomorrow. But uh, I've no doubt, you know, he's 23, he's at the right age, just broke into the national team of Ecuador. You know, he's got a big, big future for a long time ahead of us. We don't have to rush this next 10, 15 minutes. So two two appearances for the Ecuador national team as well. And how many goals for the team? Two. Yeah, it's good. Oh, goals. two and two. That's pretty good with your national team, right? Away in away in uh, Argentina and away in Chile. Not not a bad one either. Oh, two, two relatively easy, not mm. hostile places to go play in, in yeah. World Cup qualifying, right? Yeah, so he, he, no, he's had a good start to his international career as well. And, you know, as I say, you know, we're not going to rush him now. This is uh, his son for the last next four or five years. So, 
you know, let's make sure he's right. But we almost certainly will be involved in some way on Sunday. Tomorrow might be a bit early, but we'll make that decision tomorrow. All right. Well, speaking of tomorrow night's and Sunday night's match, we'll preview the matchup against New England Revolution uh-huh. tomorrow night, 7 o'clock, TCF Bank Stadium, as well as this match on Sunday against LAFC at 6 p.m. Kickoff for that one. Just a little bit later in the show, when we come back from break, we will put a pretty bow tie on. You hear, see what I did there because I was wearing a bow tie the last couple of weeks? We'll put a pretty bow tie on it yeah. all. I, I didn't realize the circus was in town. <laughs> they were a couple weeks ago when I was wearing those ties. Those are done and gone for for sure. We'll put a we'll put a pretty little bow tie on the World Cup that was. We'll get your take on England finishing fourth in the World Cup. We'll talk about the team of the tournament was named. We'll see if you think there were any big omissions from that. Stick around. Mm. Plenty more to come. Manny Hill's in the booth. Adrian Heath is the coach. I'm Jamie Watson. This is the Adrian Heath Show presented by Heineken on 1500 ESPN. This is the Adrian Heath Show, presented by Heineken on 1500 ESPN. Welcome back to the Adrian Heath Show. Adrian, are we making these too easy for you? Well, this is more my ear, isn't it? We're trying to cater it. So do you want me to put out something new age that you have no chance of knowing? No, it's just Tom's Diner. Okay. In Vegas. Yeah, but... You're good. I don't know. You're good. I, 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 some of the ones you know I struggle on, but th- this one, I'm, this is more my type, my era. A little bit more my era. Oh. Not, not Uncle Cracker. <laughs> that's Man, that's good. That's good that's out of you, Adrian. Good. That's pretty good. Welcome back to the Adrian Heath Show, 1500 ESPN. Adrian Heath, two for two tonight. Guessing the tune as we come back to the show. Adrian, you're on point tonight with your guesses of the songs as we come back the bumper music from break. But I want to see how on point you are with guessing the official FIFA World Cup 2018 team of the tournament. It's just come out today. Okay. 11 players. I want to hear your thoughts. Now the tournament's over. You got a chance to see probably close to all 64 games. We'll talk more about what your team, England, did in the tournament and the magical run that they had. Yep. Now they captivated a nation, captivated a world with, with their style of play with Gareth Southgate at the helm. But let's go bigger picture here. Team of the tournament. Give us your 11 players that I had you write down during break, and we'll see how many of those you've gotten correct. I haven't seen this. You haven't seen it? No, 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 no. So okay. I, I put six or seven that have got to be in the team. Okay. Your firm six or seven have to be. Courtois got the Golden Glove, whatever they call it, so he would have been in. Okay. Trupier would have been in. Played incredible. Put more balls in the box than anybody. Scored a goal in the semi. Right back from England. Yep. Yep. Varane, best central defender in the tournament for France. Yeah. I would have picked Stones alongside him. Really? Yes, I would have done. Left back. I, I I'm struggling at the minute. I have to think more. Modric and Rakitic have got to be in. Okay. Mbappe on the right. Okay. Harry Kane, golden boot. Now, you might say, did he play well the last couple of games? But they normally go with the golden boot, the golden glove, and all, all the other stuff. I think Perisic was fantastic, not only for his goal in the final, but I thought he was fantastic. The only one I'm not coming up with a minute is a left back. You know, I thought Trauco for Peru was excellent in, in, in the early games. So, off the top of my head, that's what I've just come up with. All right. It's pretty impressive. You've gotten, I believe, five of them right. Hugo, five? Hugo, Hugo Lloris was actually the team of the tournament, which I agree with you. How do you name Courtois 
Golden Glove, yeah. the best goalkeeper in the tournament, but then not put him in the team of the week. So that so that's wrong. I, I want to give you half credit as much as I don't like doing it. It's wrong, okay. but I think the team of the tournament clearly has gotten this wrong. You can't say he's the one in the team of the tournament, but then not the best goalkeeper if there's only one position. Let's have a, I want to know who's picking this. The same guys who picked the... No, I can't make I can't make a Russian voting okay. <laughs> the presidential. So, I can't make a joke. I did not pi- make a joke about Russia. This isn't and the people then, who decided <laughs> Qatar was a good idea for the next. Exactly World Cup, those it? ones, <laughs> because we all know that wasn't rigged. There was no corruption or bribery involved at all. In None that whatsoever. whatsoever. <laughs> all right. Okay. So Larice is the is the goalkeeper of the turn uh, team of the tournament. Uh, you got Trippier right is right back. He was incredible. Varane yeah. was correct. Yeah. You miss Lovren. Lovren was the other center back. Asian no. Lovren, Liverpool? Yes. The guy who basically said... You mean the weak link for every week for Liverpool? I should be in discussion for the best defender in the world. I actually thought he had a good, decent World Cup, to be fair, but he certainly wasn't the team in the team of the World Cup. You'll be surprised about this as I was. Left back, Ashley Young, team of the tournament. Yes, I am surprised. I think that was more <laughs> about the quality of the left backs and nobody really yeah, standing I, out. I think they maybe made that decision as the tournament progressed, not... After the early games, because there was one or two good players, and I'll come up with a different left back. You got Luka Luka Modric, right? Okay. And you got no Rakitic. Rakitic, wrong. And this is the surprise. See, I said Ingolo Kante should have been in. Yes. You thought Rakitic. I think either one could have no, been no, no, more that's... right than Paulinho from Brazil. No. Who's picking this team? <laughs> obviously, obviously, someone that. Ibsen. Ibsen's not picking Ibsen this. Ibsen picked this. The Brazilian, yeah, yeah, yeah. This Brazilian amigo. Yeah. Um, that's not how you say friend in, in Portuguese. That's yeah. not right. Um, Mbappe's got to be in. Mbappe made the list, yes. Okay. He's on there. He he was at the center forward. The, the three behind him. Harry Kane? You missed Harry Kane. He's not in there. No. Griezmann and Mbappe. Okay. Eden Hazard. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. And Neymar made the team of the tournament. Yeah, well, that's nonsense. Neymar wasn't... Again, it's... Apparently still rolling over on the side of the pitch (laughs) in in Russia. Did you see the KFC commercial (laughs) from South South Africa? They made it. They said, uh, roll in for the best deal or something like that. Or or make a a meal of it was what it was. I saw a great one with him. It was before the semi-final. He was in one of them, you know, the baby walkers. Yeah. He was on the the field (laughs) in one of them, like, so he couldn't fall over. FIFA have made him wear it, he said. (laughs) That's pretty good. That's pretty funny. We're talking... So, yeah, obviously off the top of my head, I missed Hazard. Should have got Hazard. Um, I still thought Rakitic was fantastic. He was really good. Better than Paulinho. Oh, do we, and, I could name uh, probably three or four that were better than Paulinho. And who was up front? It was Mbappe, and then they, they had it as like a 4-2-3-1 as they listed. So, But Griezmann obviously played up top with him. So the two French forwards. Uh, I, I actually thought that Lukaku was good as well. See, and that's where I think an omission, I think yeah. he was a big omission of that. Uh, I would have taken Lukaku over Neymar even in this list. Mm. So no, nobody disputes Neymar. I don't and Harry Kane, you score six goals in a World Cup. We, we, it's six goals. Harry didn't play well for the last. No, two he three wasn't games. that great. That was why. That was why we three didn't, penalties, a couple tap ins. That's why but, we didn't carry on. We didn't go further in the tournament. The last two or three games, at that stage in the tournament, you need your best players to come alive. And he certainly and, did. And yeah. he didn't. He didn't. Know. Well, and and so Adrian, as we're as we're talking about the World Cup, uh, I want to ask you two questions. Yep. First, was this the best World Cup of your memory? Um, One that you actually remember, like you really... Nostalgia-wise, I love 78 in Argentina with the ticker tape and everything. You know, I, I I was 16, 17 years of age then and really then starting to 
get into knowing the knowledge, my knowledge of football. So I love that World Cup. Favorite player, Maradona was a player. Uh, Maradona. My favorite team at that particular time was Argentina, right? With Kempes and Bertoni and all that, you know. So, but in terms of overall, I really enjoyed this tournament. I, I thought the the sm- so-called smaller teams, like one of the best games of the tournament for me, was seeing Japan being two up against Belgium. Belgium. Yeah. And actually still going for it when it was 2-2. Not going, well, maybe go to extra time. Because one thing about the Japanese team, you know they're incredibly fit. Yeah. But no, they want to try and do it in 90. And in the end, one of the best counterattacks you'll ever see from, from Belgium. Keeper catches out, we go two or three passes in the back of the net. Eerily so, similar to Landon Donovan against yeah, Algeria. Yeah, incredibly. It's very similar. Yeah. So, you know, for me, the emergence of so-called smaller nations actually... Not just being happy making the numbers up, going there and going, come on, we're going to take these on. Because if we're going to get beat, let's go out. And I thought Senegal showed some really good stuff at times as well, you know. And and for me, I, I said to you before the tournament, I I thought England would do better than people think. Really pleased with the English performance. I thought the best team won when Croatia won after 30 minutes. Harry Kane, it's that one against the post. It was oh. a great opportunity. And by the way, I've seen a slow-mo of it. It's actually a save. It hits... Uh, Subasic's foot well, to then goes off the post. So that doesn't make me feel any better. I don't you know, know if that, it does. If it, I didn't know if it was oh, going great. to or not. But you got to give the goalkeeper credit on it because I'll show you afterwards. No, hey, by the way, if it's a great save, but it's an opportunity that England should have taken. Oh, it's a huge moment. And if if we go two 0 I think we may be hang on. But after that, England's lack of world class or certainly top draw midfield players came home to haunt them because all they did, Rakitic gets a bit further, Modric gets a bit further, Brozovic, who plays behind them too, got a little bit higher up the field and they dictated dictated the pace and the tempo of the game and we never really got to grips with them for the last, after the last, for the last hour really. I would have loved, uh, when it got to the final, you know, your, your head says France, your heart says Croatia, four and a half million people roughly in the country, it, kind of the, the smaller, you know, underdog role. I wanted Croatia to win simply because I thought it would have put a cherry on top of this crazy, unpredictable World Cup that Croatia would have won. And you would have always looked back when you see the list of winners and you said, wait a minute, Croatia? And you'd be like, that was the World Cup in Russia 2018. Everything was nuts. That's why I wanted them to win. Ultimately, though, I did end up picking France. I'm not going to say who won the MNUFC.com pick them because, you know, I don't want to brag about winning things. So I won't talk about that at all. We won't discuss that, Adrian. Okay. But my second question was Was it surprising to you that this World Cup drew record numbers of viewers? Was all the talk every time you saw, you know, Brits downtown, you saw the local, you saw all these bars, people yeah. lined up, queued for hours to go see these games? Was it a surprise to you? There was so much success around the 2018 World Cup without there being a United States team representing. I, I think it shows you how far the games come. That hey, we were all disappointed, me included. Nobody more than me. I I, I class this as home now. You, you know how disappointed I was when the US didn't make it because for this game to continue to grow and get bigger and stronger every year, we need a good US. We need them to be in these tournaments. And I expected it to be a lot more low-key in the States, but it wasn't. You know, we we speak to Ben Grossman, who works for Fox. Who was just over there for a month. Crazy and stories. And, just... and, and he just said it's been incredibly popular still. Yeah. So I think that shows you how far the games, you know, come in this country. One thing I want to touch on, and this is when we talk about producing players. Four million people in Croatia. 
Just I just did this quickly. First five, first five names. Modric, Real Madrid. Rakitic, Barcelona. Mandzukic, Ju Juventus. Brozovic, Perisic, Inter. You can, you can go on and on. They're all playing for world-class teams. This is about development. This is, and it's not about, this is not about facilities because they've got no facilities. I'd be, trust me, in Russia, uh, in Croatia. They, the, one of the things that they want this to be a, is a springboard to get better facilities for the kids to play. So it just goes to show you, you can't produce without all this talk about, we've got to get more facilities, we've got to get better coaches now. It's about people being in love with the game and owning their own skills because all these kids grew up playing in the streets. And then here they are, World second, class, playing in a World Cup final. World-class players. Yeah, incredible. I mean, it was it was really cool to say I think everyone gravitated towards that because I think everyone at some point can can resonate with being the underdog, being in this big occasion oh, I, and doing it the right way too. I don't think anybody anybody didn't want Croatia to win. Unless Nobody you, would have been upset. Unless you're French. I mean, it's French, but <laughs> okay. yeah, whatever. <laughs> you English, you love you love the French so much. All right, here's what we're gonna do, Adrian. Yeah. I think that was a uh, that was a really really fun past couple weeks getting a chance to talk with you about the World Cup. Uh, we both said Spain. Uh, we both don't know what we're talking about. Obviously, yeah. uh, this was the World Cup. If you thought you knew what was going to happen, you didn't know anything. Up wasn't down. Up wasn't up. Up was down. It was all over the place. Uh, but I think. It was it was a great time getting to talk with you. We got to go to some great places to see some of these games. We're very thankful for that. Minnesota United had some great coverage at those places. We appreciate everyone talking with us about it, both through the show when we were out and about, both uh, on social media and in person when we see people at games and whatnot. But it's time to move on. We close that wonderful chapter, and we move forward. We now move forward to tomorrow night's game against the New England Revolution. We look forward to Sunday's game against LAFC. And when we come back, we are going to do... A special edition of Rate Cal's Call. So you mm. got one more segment in you? Okay. Yeah, let's go. All right, here we go. One more segment. Final segment coming up on the Adrian Heath Show right here on 1500 ESPN. We now continue with more of the Adrian Heath Show on 1500 ESPN. Presented by Heineken. Here we go. One final segment on the Adrian Heath Show. I'm tossing you a freebie here, Adrian, because everyone knows this song. You got to come home with this. I'll one, be right? very disappointed in you Adrian, if this if you is don't the one you don't get. One. By the way, are we going? We, I know, we all know it's lean on me, but are we going? Are we going? I'm going to listen. I'm going to listen first. No, you're not going to listen. You got to give us the name of the artist. Oh, look at it now. Yeah, we got the disco version from about three years ago. <laughs> <laughs> I remember lean on me, the original when it came out. Who you got, Adrian? I don't who's, know. Who's it, this one? I, it was club something. I don't know what it was. I don't know. Manny. Can we give him credit for that? Club Novo. 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 Club Novo. I've, I I always say it wrong. <laughs> for somebody who gets paid to talk. Yeah. I just completely butchered it. Club Novo. Yeah, lean on me. Give it to him. But, we'll give hey, it to but, him. Fine. Way, three for three. Have but, it. But, have but, it your way. That's but fine. Lean on me. Lean on me. Yeah. That's a great song, isn't it? Great, yeah. great song. All right. And three for way, three. Not a patch on the original. Well done. After a two for three performance last yeah. week. All right, as we're talking the week that's coming up, tomorrow night your team will be back in action at TCF Bank Stadium against the New England Revolution. Quickly, your thoughts on New England and the season they're having. I think Brad's done a great job. Um, sometimes when you've been at a club a long, long time, and I'm not saying that's the reason Jay, le Jay Heaps left, but sometimes we all know, and I know as a coach, that, that yeah, everybody has their sell-by sell date at a certain club, and 
I think this has been a perfect shot in the arm for the people at the Revs. Brad's come in, it's his first job, so he'll be full of it, you know. Yeah. He'll be full on every single day. Um, they've done really, really well. The last few results have been a bit... But we watched the game against LA at the weekend. Played for 10 men for large periods of the game. Almost an hour, a little over an hour. Far and away, the better team should have won the game. So, you know, he's got them going, and they're all having a good go, obviously... Diego Fagundes has done really, really well. Looks, looks as though he's now developing into the player everybody thought he was going to be when he got in the team at 17. Till Bunbury, local guy. 10 goals, Pryor Lake, Minnesota. Great there you guy. go. So he's going to, he's obviously, he's going to enjoy tomorrow night. He's going to be up for it, which, I, you know, you fully expect. And he, he's doing really well. So, no, it's going to be a tough game for us. But I always say, Jamie, when we play well at home, we're a match for anybody. Absolutely. And then Sunday, big matchup against LAFC. Big spending LAFC. Oh, yeah. Who well, have broke the bank in the first year. Well, you know, I think they paid, was it $7 million for Carlos Vela? Carlos Vela. They've Five got... or $6 million for Diego Rossi. Yep. They've just bought the kid Holter from Benfica. I think it's the most expensive midfield player ever. Wasn't in the... $18 million or something like that? Something crazy. Yeah. I don't know what it was, but it gives you an idea that they're going. I think it's called going for it. Yeah. So, so you know, and they've got like little Latif Blessing who they picked up in the expansion. Good pickup. Who's done Diamande, great. who's had a Diamande, who they paid crazy, a million plus. Yeah. And then don't forget, then they've got people within the league, Lawrence Seymour, who was just omitted at the last minute out the Belgian World Cup. It was an alter, yeah, alternate Benny, form. Benny Fieldhaber, Lee Wynn. They've put a, together a formidable roster there. So it doesn't surprise me they are where they are, playing a really good brand of football. And for our supporters, and for everybody out there, if you've got little kids, I think it'd be a great game at the weekend to come and see because there's so many really good players going to be on the field. Well, talent will be on full display Sunday night as well. So, two big matchups this week. This time next week when we talk again, Adrian, we'll see how the team fares. It'll close out three games in eight days uh, with Minnesota United having a big stretch at home here at TCF Bank Stadium. But for now, as we like to always end the show, mm. we are going to rate goal call. Yeah, there will be a goal. You'll hear the commentator break it down, say the goal. Hey, it'll be a great goal call, I'm sure, as it always is. You'll give a score zero to ten, ten being the best. And this week, we got a special one for you. Roll it, Manny. Walker able to stab it up in the air. Trippy around duel by Parachutes. Matsukic got it there and scores. Mario Matsukic. <laughs> Manny, what have you done? You played the wrong one. Yeah, yeah, that I'm wasn't sorry. Cal of Williams. We weren't rating Cal's call there. Hey, that was tough. the goal that knocked out England from the World Cup. I'm sorry, Adrian. Yeah. Unbelievable, <laughs> Manny. I cannot believe that. That's John Strong giving us the goal call of the goal in extra time that knocks England out. I, I, Adrian, I, I don't want to do this, but rules are rules. we got to rate that 0 to 10. What do you think? A 3. <laughs> no, it was... Uh... Actually, it was the first time that John Stones made a mistake all tournament. I thought John Stones was excellent. And uh, by the way, one of the most underrated players of the World Cup, Mario Mandzukic. Man- oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, thanks yeah, for Dukic that. was great. That's, that's, See, I, I could, that's not what we meant here. I, Unbelievable. I, I could just... respond by saying at least we were there. But I'm not that type of guy. 
You're not going to do that it. That would be a very strong response, actually. You're not going yeah. to sink that low to talk about the U.S. not making the World Cup. Huh? Exactly. In Gosh. That, in that incredibly tough group with Trinidad and everybody. Yeah. Well, you, <laughs> you, you, gave, you gave that goal call a three. I gave the look on your face a ten yeah. as you put it together what goal that was. Yeah, it makes you realize how good Cal is. <laughs> well, I think, I think we are lucky. I think Manny, as brilliant of a producer as, as he is, he's queued up an actual Callum Williams goal call. He is going to play a goal that was a goal call that was scored by Darwin Quintero. Shock, Darwin. It's not, it's not a chip, is it? By any chance? <laughs> it, it may be. It may be one. That seems that we've got all to choose from lately from Darwin Quintero. So now that we've got it right, Adrian, it is time for you to rate Cal's call. Here's Miguel Ibarra. Quintero. Quintero. Oh. Absolutely wonderful! L'Etoile de Nord, the star of the North, Darwin Quintero, and it's three for Minnesota! There it is, L'Etoile du Nord, the star of the North. Where's Cal got that from? I don't know. He's got. Hey, that. He's pulled that one out. They don't learn that in Birmingham. Trust me. <laughs> he's done well with his French. It actually came yeah. off like he didn't have peanut butter stuck on the roof of his mouth. He's probably listened to somebody commentate on the French scoring a goal somewhere. And he's, oh, I'll make <laughs> yeah. that line. Here I'll make that one. Here we go. This would be great. Uh, seven and a half. A seven and a half for that yeah. one. Why? Well, not bad. I thought he was a little bit better than actually. A little bit. He's obviously thought about that a little bit. You know, a little bit of... Uh, a Gallic influence there, shall we say? That's that's good for like fourth or fifth overall through the season. I thought well, well, I, what's leading now? It's still the Purple Rain, isn't it's it? It's still the Purple Rain at a solid eight point seven. Okay, yeah. So there that's uh, that's uh, that's clever in lead out. It's a couple of eights, a seven point eight, a seven point nine in there. This one was a seven five. You know, if you add in John Strong's call as a ten and a half, it was a great day. Yeah, really we put good. those two together. Yeah, terrific, yeah. Another great show out of you, Adrian Heath. No, I've enjoyed it. It's been good. All right, we appreciate you as always. Want to thank Manny Hill in the booth as always. Manny, you're a rock star. Thank you. Couldn't do the show without you. No even problem. with that, even with that mistake of slipping the John Strong <laughs> Croatia goal call against England, there we'll let that one slide. He's Adrian Heath. I'm Jamie Watson. We are so grateful each and every time you listen to the show. You listen to it on 1500ESPN.com on a podcast later. And we are so thankful to Heineken for putting this show on. That's all for now. Two more games this week. Big week for Minnesota United. We'll catch you next week right here on 1500 ESPN. You've been listening to The Adrian Heath Show, hosted by Jamie Watson, presented by Heineken. For Minnesota United game and broadcast information, be sure to visit 1500ESPN.com and click on the United tab in the sports wire. Did you know that 61% of pet owners feel more prepared to be a good pet parent after testing with Embark? Embark your dog with Embark's dog DNA test to get hundreds of actionable health insights. You can be proactive with their health and work with your vet on a personalized care plan. Go to EmbarkVet.com and use promo code DNA, that's DNA, to get $60 off an Embark Breed and Health Kit or Purebred Kit with free shipping. That's promo code DNA to save today. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar, 
or pie made with fresh cosmic crisp apples. There are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays, and Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy Five or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.